0: Hello, and welcome back
1: to NRI Women, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. I'm Lenora And I'm Bettina. Each week, we chat with inspiring women from across the world, and each one has a story to share. We hope in sharing these stories, you will learn something new, be inspired, or know you are not alone in some of the struggles you face. Despite all the advances women have made at the workplace and in the realms of business, there's one area where women lack significantly the area of financial empowerment. Whether one is a working woman or a spouse, one must know where they stand financially and have the knowledge to save and invest so they can protect, grow, and spread their wealth. It's easy to hand over financial responsibility
0: to someone else or say that it's just not your thing. But being financially astute means one knows where the money is coming from, where it's going, how much is invested, and where one stands should something unexpected occur as it did with our guest today, Sandy Rich Saxena. And it happened so quickly, she wasn't prepared for it. Sandy, an educated and confident woman, was happy to play the role of a supporting spouse after she got married. So, before I entered the workforce, my
2: priorities and my uh, focus was different. So, at that stage, I was still playing the role of a supporting spouse. So my objective at that stage was to be the the pillar that my children could hold on to, you know, for whatever reason. I, have, I was always present for them. And I was a very active mom when it comes to school activities. So I spent a lot of time doing that. And so my focus was different. That's why I never went out and did anything other
1: than what, what was related to my kids. Sandy lived a very comfortable life. All the family's needs and wants were met. As many of us often do, she lived in the present and it never crossed her mind that she needs to plan for the future. She left that to her husband. And then at the age of 44, her life changed.
2: Okay, so 1996 is a defining year in my life because that's when I moved from housewife and a supporting spouse and a hands-on mom to me. And when I say me, uh, it was a realization that I needed to do something more meaningful with my life. Because I was a very rich woman and in six months, by the time December 1996 came, I was a very poor woman. And the reason for that is uh, financial challenges. And uh, when I look back, maybe my husband was very instrumental in taking us down, but can I put the whole blame on him? The answer is no, I am an intelligent woman, I'm an educated woman, but I voluntarily had given up that right to be involved in the financial decisions of my family, which would affect me and my children. And So when you leave all those decisions to another individual, then you have to take the consequences as well. So I used to do this blame game. It's because of you that this happened, it's because of you. But when I look back at it, was I also responsible? And the answer is yes. So, going through that turmoil and uh, that financial stress and everything, that's when I decided I had to do something. So, I decided I was going to get a job. And while I was still contemplating this, my husband collapsed in a restaurant. And uh, fortunately, it was not a heart attack, but it was sheer exhaustion. And I looked at him lying in a general ward of the male section of the government hospital and I said is this where we've come is this how low we have come from a man who could afford the best treatment anywhere in the world today he lies in a hospital with no money so anyway I made a decision then to do something and I wanted to write a cv but of course I couldn't (laughs) because there's nothing to write so My sister sent me for a couple of interviews because she knew people. She was in recruitment, she knew some people, uh, but they all said, you know, she's a very presentable lady, she dresses well, she
0: speaks well. What can she do? What can she do? Those words others throw around so carelessly. When those words are heard often enough, they can easily seep into one's soul until the words become one's own. That quiet voice always whispering, what can I do? But not Sandy. She didn't let others define what she could or could not do. She kept her focus.
2: And then when I think about what they said, I said, you know, everybody's so in their own box. Nobody wants to take a chance. Nobody wants to give you an opportunity. But you know something, it didn't bother me so much because I was focused on something else, getting a job. And I believe in the power of prayer. So what I would do is I'd pray every day, many times. The prayer was always this. Open a door for me. Any door. I'm not being specific. Open one door for me and uh, I'll do the rest. But nothing was opening. But I wouldn't change my prayer. I never questioned why. I didn't say, why are you doing this to me? Uh, It's not fair. None of that. It was just consistent.
1: So that's what I learned. Consistency-based, right? Her belief in a higher power helped her stay focused and she found that door she was looking for in a newspaper ad. And then I looked in the newspapers and it said in bold a boundary
2: bold dark boundary and it said if you think you're a people's person and you think you have good communication skills no experience required training provided it was like wow this is just only for me i was so excited so i decided to go Attend this seminar or whatever. It just said, it didn't even say seminar, what, but I was just overjoyed. So I took off for this uh, place and attended the, the seminar. And I'm not shy. So I sat in the front row and asked questions. Uh, and the uh, seminar was conducted by a, a young man of 29 who turned out later on to become my boss. <laughs> He's still my boss. And uh, they hired me on this spot and i couldn't believe it they
0: said we think you have the potential to be a good financial consultant that was over 20 years ago since then sandy has gone on to build a career in financial empowerment she leads an all-female team of financial counselors at her job and heads the division family matters at her family firm her focus now is empowerment of women including financial empowerment
2: And it's been a wonderful journey, wonderful journey because I have been able to use my experience of not planning, not being involved, not being responsible, not being committed to a person who is all of that now. And my message to all women is this, no matter what stage or age you are in your life, you need to sit back and you need to take note of what you are doing in your life right and when I talk about that part I am focusing more on the financial independence for all women that part so I know there are a lot because I have done thousands and thousands of fact finds I've met hundreds and hundreds of women and I have come to this very sad conclusion that majority of women do not take financial
1: responsibility traditionally Especially within Indian families, the role of financial planning is something that the husband or the male head of the family takes on, an idea that is further propagated by mostly male figures in financial institutions. Many of us may have experienced this bias when dealing with financial advisors. In a meeting where both the husband and wife are present, all the conversation is directed towards the husband. Again, a subtle way women are told it's not their role. Santi has met with countless women who have internalized this message and there are many more who want to be part of the planning but don't know where or how to start
2: when i talk to women about being financially responsible the answer i get is very much similar i i'm not earning or i'm earning but you know my husband takes most of the decisions when it comes to investments or insurance or savings or whatever that's one side of it then there are another set of ladies who say well um, I'm I don't have the courage to question my husband Or other ladies say to me well I've asked my husband but he says it's none of your concern so I don't want to rock the boat I don't want to get into an argument because uh, he feels that this is something that he is responsible and is doing and if I ask the question He takes it that I am questioning his integrity or his honesty or his capability of being a responsible husband and a father. I am telling them it has nothing to do with that, you know, and if you do face a situation like that, there are many ways of how you can bring down those barriers and have the confidence of your husband to share information with you so one of the ways that one can do that is if you are not a working spouse and you take care of everything else most probably your husband you have a joint account with your husband and you have a supplementary credit card and or he's very nicely given you his ATM card so you have the freedom to take out money you know and so you you feel confident and comfortable in yourself right but this is beyond that so I always tell people husbands uh, who are busy with their work sometimes do not have the time for effective record keeping. So one of the things that you can do as the spouse who's not working is offer to take over the complete record keeping of all financial matters. So. That could be your bank accounts, that could be your fixed deposits, that could be your safety deposit box, that could be any insurance policies, it could be any savings or investments, real estate, it could also be what are the loans that are outstanding, is it a car loan, is it a mortgage, is it a personal loan how many credit cards do you have are you paying all the outstandings on all the credit cards are you only paying the the minimum balance so that you don't get bugged by others you know collection agencies so you can start a press spreadsheet with just that and keep tracking that to see okay this is the amount of money that comes in this is the money that is allocated to all these things are these being paid on time are we behind payment etc so that is a way of taking away that extra burden from the husband so he can focus on other things and also reminding him of when these things are due. Then you actually get a full picture of your financials, you know, are you in debt? Are you just making ends meet? Do you have something for the future? Do you have something which you can fall back on? So that is a way of getting started. And then when you see all that, then you get to know, is this where my life is today? And what is it that I can do to
0: make it better? So that is a way of starting out. And it's never too late to start. Sandy started from scratch at the age of 44 and worked her way up to paying off debts and securing her future. A large part of how we look and deal with money stems from messages that were passed on to us growing up. So this is an exercise for all our listeners, right, is to sit back and think,
2: what were the money messages I received when I was growing up as a child? Was it always listening to, uh, you know, we don't have enough money, or we have to pull up our Uh, Socks and not make too many purchases or you know things are difficult. I don't know whether I my my job is is Secure or not. There are lots of things that we as parents Talk in the hearing of our children and because their children are young, you know, two three four five, whatever We think it's okay like if they're even in the next room, but they still hear. so for example, my mother was always a housewife my father was a very controlling man and he gave her very little money to actually run the house. And he also was very controlling in the sense that he wanted the best of everything, but he wouldn't give her the resources. Okay? And if she asked for more, there was always an argument. So I grew up with that thing about women not having enough, but still expected to do everything. And. At some stage in my life, I thought to myself, I will never ever be in that situation. But what was my subconscious? And what did I end up doing? Exactly the same, till I made that conscious decision. So,
1: can we change the way we are behaving? The answer is yes. We cannot undo the mistakes we've made. But as parents, we can be conscious by the money messages we send out to our children.
2: One thing I'd like to say because I I deal with a lot of women prospects is this thing about you know I don't have money but uh, you know I do this kitty party that's a very good example I do this kitty party and you know uh, from my household money I put uh, 500 dirhams or a thousand dirhams and then of course at the end I get this you know 10,000 dirhams or something and then I just go out and buy what I want okay and I and then I but I don't tell my husband you know and I hide it and then slowly slowly I'll start wearing the jewelry or something or whatever and it's not noticeable to him so I don't have to explain and there could be some conflict. Now I'm having this conversation on the telephone with another friend and my child is listening to it, right? So that child grows up with, it's okay, you know, mommy needs to hide, mommy doesn't need to tell. That's the message that's going out. So and it's all related to money. Hide money, keep money away separately, buy things that you want but don't tell other people. These are all very negative things and when it sits in the subconscious of the child, there's no judgment, it's just a message. Whether it's a good or bad message is not important. The message is there. So it is like this is okay to do and that could be obviously very self-sabotaging because then you get into that habit. So parents, especially ladies, moms, need to be very careful and conscious of what they say and what
1: they do and how authentic they are when they are in the company of their children. Often our unhealthy relationship with money and with others around us involving money are unknowingly passed on to our children. Here are some questions to ask yourself. Number one, When you're out together as a family, do the children see both parents taking turns to pay bills or is it only one of them? Number 2. On being told there isn't enough money, has your child turned around and said to just get some from the ATM? 3. Do they see you buying things impulsively every time you pass a store? All of these create impressions on the young minds and are the building blocks of their relationship with money. But then again, one can only pass on positive money messages if one changes their personal connection with money. And so, Sandy addressed that first.
2: So, the first thing that that I did, so I'm talking as, as a woman who's been through a lot, right? And where I stand today is everything starts with you, right? Everything starts with the individual. There is nothing outside of you. And every answer lies within you so you need to t- tune into what i call your internal gps which is your inner voice because your inner voice is your spiritual self okay? and then you always remember if you f- if you are fooling anybody the biggest person you are fooling is yourself right Be honest with yourself and say, hey, this is where I made a mess. This is where I need to do something about myself. This is where... So when you do that soul searching exercise, that's your first step to being an authentic
0: person in your relationship, not only to money, but to everything else. That change in thought and action does not come about easily though, as it means embracing one's fears. You know what fear is, right? It's false evidence appearing
2: real. I consider myself a very fearless person in all aspects of my life. So I am very much into adventure sport. I've done skydiving, I've done bungee jumping, I've done all kinds of stuff which require a certain amount of what you will say courage. And no matter how fearless you are, when you have to take that final step, You will still be in a certain amount of fear because it's what if, right? And if you continue to live your life with the what if, you will never move forward because this is a statement that always holds you back. And I'm not one to be paralyzed. Okay, so my life is defined on my terms and what I would love to do with my life,
1: irrespective of what other people say. And Sandy definitely lives life on her terms. She's tall, dusky, with short blonde hair and a tattoo that crowns her forehead. Not the norm for your average Indian woman. Everything about her stands out, including her warm and inviting aura that one is immediately drawn to. Uh, Now when
2: I introduce myself, I introduce myself as the queen. Because the queen has many crowns and I do many things. So people usually refer to that as I may wear many hats. Oh, hats is not for me. It has to be a crown. Right? And so since I wear many crowns, it's a, it's a bit cumbersome and difficult to carry them around all the time and keep you know, wearing them and fitting them. So I just decided I'll get myself a beautiful crown tattoo which is permanently there so everybody knows that I'm a queen. And then I can choose what function the Queen is going to perform on which day. I think as a child when I was growing up um, I was a very loved child because I was the first grandchild and and uh, so I had a lot of love and affection from my grandparents, from my parents and my aunts and uncles. So so that is how I developed and I saw myself. Okay, It was not like um, I need other people to tell me that I'm the best. That, that was an affirmation I did not require because my personality said I I am the best. That's because that's how I grew up. So the first time I realized that people didn't think I was a queen and and really this awesome person is when I got married <laughs> <laughs> and my in-laws didn't think I was anything at all. It's like oh my god what happened here? Like, I was in trauma. Like, oh, why are they thinking I'm special? Of course I'm special, you know. So then that that was my first realization of other people not thinking about me in the way that I thought they should think. So it was quite a battle for me. But of course I overcame that.
1: For Sandy, hitting the financial roadblock was a catalyst that began her introspection. And it was during this time that she remembered her mother's words a
2: very simple sentence that my mother said to me when i was getting married she said always remember one thing don't compromise that's it and in the first those years of marriage and children and everything i did compromise i did compromise till we hit this financial roadblock that's when i realized the value of that sentence that she said to me don't compromise In fact, I can say this, that uh, when that statement really made sense to me is when I started on my journey and I was getting financially more independent, more secure because my income was growing, I was able to get us out of debt, I was able to make payments, I was able to step in. So I was this person who was always in the background and suddenly I came and stood shoulder to shoulder and now I was moving ahead on my path and that's when this this phrase that my mom had said given me this long time ago that started resonating with me more because to depend on myself to be independent and self-sufficient is what i was experiencing and i was not going to compromise that
0: sandy did not hesitate to reach out to get the support she needed and she's always the first one to offer a supportive hand to others and all of us have the opportunity to be part of an ecosystem that helps others rise and lets us lean on others when needed. Sometimes you require that push or you require somebody to hold your hand. And
2: that's what empowerment of women is all about, right? So align yourself with positive thinking people. Align yourself or become part of a group that always thinks in, a, in an excited, in a an, uh, thing, anticipating something wonderful. So the first thing is to get out there because if you're going to sit at home, nothing's going to happen. You need to get out there. You need to meet more people and meet as many people as you can then become a little selective okay so this one made me feel good and this one didn't make me feel so good so you know what i'm going to focus on this group for example the nri group that you have this is all about empowering women from different aspects of their life even becoming a member of your group or contributing to the group in some way is an empowering step and i think that's why you have the group anyway right it is to empower women who are sitting there with so many desires so many dreams but also facing fear and disappointment and all those things right you are giving them a forum that says come on you can do it as well i can you can right so i think it's when we when we get together and we push ourselves and pull others along with us that is a good way of getting rid of the phobias and actually stepping out into the power that you are so my goal in life i was to put it in a nutshell is happy healthy energized and being able to share and grow at the same time with as many
0: people as i can and we're confident that sandy will continue to do just that as she exemplifies the quote. the question isn't who's going to let me it's who is going to
1: stop me. Join us again next time for more inspiring stories of NRI women. If you like the show, please recommend us to a friend and don't forget to rate us as it helps other people find us. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at hello at nriwoman.com or send us a message on Twitter at nri Stay tuned for highlights from the next episode at the end of the show. You can see and learn more about the amazing women we chat with on our Facebook page or website, nriwoman.com. I'm Bettina. And I'm Nanora.
0: Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman. The one thing is stay positive. Use this as an, as an event where you celebrate life. You know, something, when something bad happens to you, you have three choices. You can either let it define who you are, you can let it destroy you, or you can let it strengthen you. And I think uh, my thing is let this be the, an opportunity where you see a different view and let it strengthen you and you come out as a much stronger person at the end of the year. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe.